0: Welcome to a new episode from English Plus Podcast. We will focus on listening and vocabulary in today's episode, and today's episode is about bats. So without further ado, let's start talking about bats. It is nearly dark. From out of a cave, a black cloud swirls. Suddenly you realize that it is made up of thousands of bats. Does this make you think of Halloween or movies about Dracula? People often fear bats as creatures of the night. Yet these remarkable animals are helpful to us. They eat insect pests. They pollinate useful plants as bees do. Their droppings, called guano, are used as fertilizer. Bats are mammals. They are the only mammals that fly. There are nearly 1,000 species of bats. They are found in all kinds of habitats. Bats live in tropical rainforests. They live in climates so cold that trees won't grow there. Unlike other mammals, when bats rest, they lower their body temperature to save energy. In very cold weather, they hibernate. A bat's wings are made of two layers of skin. The wings are supported by bones like those in your hand. The thumbs have claws and lie outside the wings. The bat uses them to cling to the places where it roosts. They may be trees, caves, or even buildings. Muscles attached to the wings power the bat's flight. Bats come in many sizes. The largest is the Malayan flying fox. It is 16 inches or 41 centimeters long. Its wings span 5.6 feet or 1.7 meters. The kitty's hog-nosed bat is the smallest of all mammals. It's about an inch, three centimeters long, the size of a bumblebee, and is also known as the bumblebee bat. Bats are divided into two groups, megabats, or large, and microbats, or small. Megabats are called flying foxes because of their fox-like faces. They eat mostly fruit. Because they are sloppy eaters, they spread the seeds and pollen of fruits, such as bananas, dates, and figs. This scattering helps the plants reproduce. Most microbats are meat eaters. About two-thirds of all bat species eat insects. One common American species, the little brown bat, may eat 600 mosquitoes in an hour. Other microbats eat fish, frogs, small birds, lizards, and small mammals. Now, how do bats find food? It isn't true that bats are blind as a bat. Most fruit-eating bats feed by day and can see very well. Some even see colors. Even microbats, which sleep by day and hunt by night, have some vision. They use it to find food. They also use smell and especially hearing. Bats send out short pulses of sound... The sounds are usually too high for people to hear. The sound waves spread out in front of the bat, they strike objects in its path and bounce back as an echo. This process, called echolocation, helps the bat find food and avoid bumping into things. Then there are the famous vampire bats. There are three species of vampire bats, all in Central and South America. And yes, they do feed on blood mostly that of farm animals. A vampire bat needs about two tablespoons of blood a day. Even vampire bats have their uses. Their saliva contains a substance that prevents blood from clotting. Doctors use it to make a medicine for heart attack and stroke patients. The name of this medicine is Draculin. So that was our story about bats. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you learned a thing or two about bats that you didn't know about before. And now we will move on to talk about the key vocabulary we can find in our story about bats. But before we do that, let me remind you that you can find interactive exercises, a PDF downloadable worksheet, and the show notes on our website. There is a link in the description of this episode that will take you to the custom post we created specifically for this episode. Take the link, go there, and practice the things you've learned in this episode Don't risk forgetting the information and the words you're learning here by not practicing. Take the link and take your English with it to the next level. And there's another link that will take you to our Patreon page. If you like the content we're creating and you would like to support us to create more of this content you love and to reach more people, take the link, go to our Patreon page and become a patron of English Plus Podcast. Now, with that being said, let me move back and talk about the key vocabulary that we had in our story about bats. Now, the first word is swirl. Now, we said it's nearly dark. From out of a cave, a black cloud swirls. What is the meaning of swirl? If you swirl something liquid or flowing, or if it swirls, it moves round and round quickly. Something like a tornado. And that black cloud, which swirls, is not actually a cloud. It is made up of thousands of bats. Now, the next word is pest. We said they eat insect pests. What are pests? Pests are insects or small animals which damage crops or food supplies. So, bats are useful. They eat insect pests. And that's not everything. They also pollinate useful plants, as bees do. So, what is the meaning of pollinate? To pollinate a plant or tree means to fertilize it with pollen. This is often done by insects, but here we've learned that it is done by bats as well. The next word is species. We said there are nearly 1,000 species of bats. Now, a species is a class of plants or animals whose members have the same main characteristics and are able to breed with each other. That's what we call a species. Then we talked about their habitat we said they are found in all kinds of habitats. What is the meaning of habitat? The habitat of an animal or plant is the natural environment in which it normally lives or grows. And then we talked about hibernate. We said that bats are different from other mammals. When bats rest, they lower their body temperature to save energy and we said in very cold weather, they hibernate. What is the meaning of hibernate? Animals that hibernate spend the winter in a state like a deep sleep. Now, most famously, bears hibernate. Not all kinds of bears, of course, but some kinds of bears hibernate. But of course, bears are not the only animals that hibernate. Obviously, as we've seen here, bats do that too. And then we have the word roost. We said the bat uses them to cling. We're talking here about the claws. The bat uses its claws to cling to the places where it roosts. What is the meaning of roosts? When birds or bats roost somewhere, they rest or sleep there. So, we can use that to talk about bats or other birds. But of course, we're not saying that other birds are like bats. Bats are mammals. Remember, they're not birds. But that is the meaning of roost. And now for our next word, sloppy. We said because they are sloppy eaters, they spread the seeds and pollen of fruits as bananas, dates, and figs. What is the meaning of sloppy? If you describe someone's work or activities as sloppy, you mean they have been done in a careless and lazy way. Well, this might be a negative thing when we talk about people, but it seems that when bats are sloppy, they spread the seeds and pollen of fruit such as bananas, dates, and figs, which is a good thing, of course. And then we said this scattering helps the plants reproduce. What is the meaning of scatter? If you scatter things over an area, you throw or drop them so that they spread all over the area. So that is scatter. And then we have two more words when we talked about vampire bats. We talked about their saliva that contains a substance that prevents blood from clotting. What is the meaning of saliva? Now, saliva is the watery liquid that forms in your mouth and helps you to chew and digest food. And obviously, bats have saliva as well. And their saliva is very useful to prevent blood from clotting. And actually, doctors use it to make a medicine for heart attack and stroke patients. What is the meaning of stroke? If someone has a stroke, a blood vessel in their brain bursts or becomes blocked, which may kill them or make them unable to move one side of their body. So that is stroke. And these are all the words that I wanted to share with you today in our story about bats. I hope you liked the story, you learned something new about bats, and you learned some new words that you can use in your own writing and speaking. Now, with that being said, let me remind you again that you can take your English to the next level. If you take the link we will leave in the description and go to the custom post we created for this episode, you will find the interactive activities, the PDF downloadable worksheet, and the show notes take the link and take your English with it to the next level. Practice the things you've learned and make what you learn here today part of your permanent vocabulary bank and English in general. With that being said, this is your host Danny. I would like to thank you very much for listening to another episode from English Plus Podcast. I will see you next time.